0: Now that things have stabilized and, and rates have been in the fours, mid and high fours on the mm-hmm. insured side and in the fives for conventional, people become accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're, you know, it's one of those, it is what it is now. This is what our payments are. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today.
1: Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate podcast, podcast. <laughs> We are back. <laughs> we are back. Uh, welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast where we bring you the latest insights into our nation's capital, uh, real estate and buying and selling and everything. Hey guys, how are you?
2: Hi Paul, you sound <laughs> like you're mobile. You sound like you're you're from somewhere not that is not a desk.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm driving. I have no ChatGPT assistant. It's just me, myself, and my radio.
2: I love it. The radio. Yeah, and you guys. And yeah. us.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you guys. Um, yeah, we are we are back. We're at the end of May, gentlemen, and uh, the market seems to be heating up. But first, how was everyone's weekend? What did we get up to? Greg, you had an, an adventurous weekend.
2: I did. I had a great weekend. The um, if uh, all of our listeners, it was funny actually. One of um, one of my now uh, well friends and clients, um, Matt Williams, he's coming to town from the UK. Can't wait to meet this guy. He was like, I talked to him on. I think it was Friday, I guess. He was wishing me good luck, and I forgot you know, that we talked about it, so I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, the event on uh, Saturday was wild. It was packed. Uh, haven't played to a packed room like that in years, and uh, I was telling Dave before like, at one point the room was full the vip by the stage was full and behind the dj's on the stage was full it was just like <laughs> it was just amazing energy uh so yeah we 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 did really well we played a killer set everybody loved it the guys that um that do the the night they want to have us back so uh yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a couple more nights in there. It just felt really nice to actually DJ out in a proper nightclub environment that was that was busy. I had a lot of friends show up and it was uh it was just super fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was very disappointed that I missed that, but you did graciously and uh I hope you don't mind me saying this. You did no. share your uh playlist with me when I was asking you for uh, yeah, I told Greg that I needed some bangers for my uh, for my run yesterday, <laughs> and he sent me his whole playlist for Saturday night. So I, was, I I felt like I was there in spirit.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm did gonna you get actually... my voice
1: memo? Did you get
2: my voice oh, memo last no, night? No, dude. I, I saw it. I, I tuned. I totally yesterday. I totally tuned out. I just did <laughs> nothing. I was like, Anna and the girls went to went to go to a pool. They're like, Do you want to come? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm gonna barbecue myself for myself and i'm going to do absolutely <laughs> nothing today please please allow me this this day <laughs> to do that so it was uh yeah so it's a uh, super chill i didn't check your voicemail sorry paul let's let's leave the no. voicemail till next week then <laughs> sure
1: well you can yeah you play it on the air
2: um
1: and, but yeah, i'm gonna, no, make, so I'm
2: gonna this... make that mix i'm gonna make a full mix and uh once it's done i'll share the link to uh, mixcloud so oh every, yeah that'd be great if
0: anybody wants to hear it and paul you had a busy day yesterday
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, um, so when this out? comes out tomorrow the 30th will be my uh, my 40th. 40th on the 30th, 40th That's birthday. Right. So, mm. uh I I ran the Tamarack half marathon yesterday, which was uh, a pretty awesome experience. I, I think just like as a community, I couldn't believe how many runners there were first of all. I think it was 9,000 in the in the half. And just standing at the starting line near City Hall and just seeing like you know, tens of thousands of people between volunteers and fans and everything. It was, uh, it was a pretty awesome scene. And even just running with that community, like everyone kind of with a common goal, running the same direction. I don't know. It was, it was kind of euphoric at, at some points. But what I loved the most was some of the signs that I saw, like kids and, and supporters and stuff were all holding signs. And some of the best ones were um, yeah, at the three kilometer mark. A kid had a sign that said, uh, you're not you're not almost there which I thought was hilarious. It actually made me laugh. <laughs> and then uh, someone else had a sign that said, uh is a lot of work for, uh, for a free banana.
0: <laughs> pretty funny. Uh,
1: and then someone else's sign said, uh, don't complain, you paid for this, which is uh, also true. So there was some really good, but all along, like, you know, thank you to all the volunteers, anyone who took part in the weekend. Like, you know, I, I was amazed at how smooth everything ran, the baggage claim, like just the whole night. Uh, and, Shout out primarily to the person at the 18K mark that handed me a freezy. I was like on my last legs, and I was dying for water. I was dehydrated. I was trying to trying to stay hydrated as best I could, but it was so hot. And someone just walked out with a single freezy, and it uh, it was amazing. It was a great experience.
2: Nice. I had nice. a lot of
1: fun. Yeah, That's,
2: That's cool. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and then after that, I not- uh, had some family over. We did a little family BBQ. Uh, I wasn't moving much, but uh, I was eating a lot.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you, the the video you shared with me of uh, of being at that start line was uh, was pretty packed and pretty crazy. I, I know when we lived down in in uh, Golden Triangle, we'd always go out to watch the runners uh, along the canal, and was always shocked at how many people uh, partake and and pass by. It's uh, it's a great great weekend, great event, like you said, always really well organized, a lot of good volunteers. So, kudos to any of you that are listening.
2: Yeah, would you get up to yeah, absolutely. It Looks like it looks like you're at the um you're at um, the cottage.
0: Yeah, yeah, we came up uh Saturday uh morning um and uh we ended up having I was going to come back yesterday but a couple of friends and their uh their little ones came up so we decided to stay the night and nice. they'll be uh heading back uh heading back town to the office uh, right after day. this. And it's yeah. a beauty day. The weather, the weather just makes
2: everything so much better, man. It's like, I I, I keep (laughs) thinking of our our winter, our our weeks in Mexico, right? Like just my Mm. whole sense of well being was enlightened just being there in the sun all the time. And then, you know, especially coming back and transitioning through the end of winter, spring, and now into this weather again, it's like, it, it realizes how much, I don't know me in particular, like I feel compromised. And my work is not the same in when it's not like this. Mm-hmm. We're, ge- we're Gemini's, it, really, it really affects me, man. And I, I know it does a lot of people, but it's for me. I don't know. I just, uh, we're,
1: we're Gemini's. We are, uh, we are living, breathing mood rings.
2: You know, we just <laughs>
1: fluctuate.
2: <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's that's the truth. That is the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so yeah. So what's, uh, what's going on? What's shaking in the real estate world? <laughs>
0: Well, I I must say something uh, again, I brought it up last week as well. People still not believing, but, uh, at all different price points, multiple offers and, and no conditions. I had a client property in Westboro listed at at a million. They offered at one, one and lost no conditions. Uh, that was their offer. I don't know what it went for, but they were a hundred thousand over asking and lost. Um, you know other at uh, 700,000 multiples lost my client out in Vancouver still can't get a condo wow lost out for a uh, for a 12th time um, 12 12 offers yeah um wow yeah the uh so again not just here but uh but also at west but i'm uh, i'm pulling for my buddy my buddy Naveed out in uh, out in Vancouver <laughs> You gotta got to get it, bro. I, I got another email in my inbox saying I'm offered on this property at this. Like, <laughs> how does it look? <laughs> he sent me that last night. So
2: I'm pulling for you. <laughs> well, we did. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, on, on our end, uh, Luca and I listed a property last week uh, in center point, And there was nothing like it out there. And we were having a hard time trying to figure out where to list it. And, you know, the last year in summer, when I first started talking to, um, talking to my client, we, uh, you know, I, I said, listen, I said, maybe you're at 8, 825 with the market changing. I said, I can't guarantee you even 850 at this point, even though it was a big four bedroom single, uh, original owner. And then when we went to list, we were looking at the recent sales and it, it was like, you know, 899 for sure, for sure. And we put it on at 899 and we got 10 offers. And, uh, wow. it's, it's sold, it's sold conditional. It's the conditions are due today. I believe we're going to firm up, but I'll, uh, I'll let everybody know the, uh, the final sales price, but it's, it's big and that's on a $900,000 home. So you mm-hmm. can imagine if we got 10 offers on that, what that looks like, you know, and we're seeing it everywhere. There's, and there's still... There's still homes sitting. Uh, there's still opportunities for people on the ones that may need a little bit of work. And I said, su- you know, I suggest if you're if you're really looking to buy, getting in the market, just go go into those ones that have been sitting for a bit because they are there. If they need a little bit of work, so what? Like you're you're saving yourself a lot of pain by waiting till the perfect one comes out, and then you got twenty other people who want the same house.
0: And not to uh, and for those looking for just that, something that might need a little bit of updating. For uh, not to forget about. Purchase plus improvements program. So it's an for anyone that's you know possibly looking at a property that might need a little bit of work, or maybe you're working with a client uh that is looking at properties that might need a little bit of work. Uh, don't forget about that program. Uh purchase plus, it's an insured program. It can be with as little as five percent down. You can tack on your your renovation money. There's um there's some lenders that'll even go all the way up to a hundred thousand dollars that you can get for, for rental money. So not to forget about that that program Absolutely. Um, because they're huge. You might need a bathroom, you might need some flooring or a kitchen or all of the above. And you could, you could wrap it all into the, uh, to the mortgage. Um, so again, just you know, keep that in mind. And that's, yeah, that's a perfect pitch for right now because it's like it kind of, that whole thing
2: kind of disappeared over the last little while, but now mm-hmm. with situations like this and what's going on in the market, it's perfect to consider that.
1: You know what i found, though? Uh, I think the reason why we haven't been seeing too much of that is because of increased down payments. Like, I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't quote me on this, but I think the average down payment now for first-time homebuyers is is pretty close to that 20% mark. So I think mm-hmm. the people are just putting larger down payments, and this is an insured program. So that Purchase Plus is offered through CMHC and Sagen. Uh, so I have seen them make exceptions at 20% to do it, but typically it's for mortgages that have, you know, not, between 80 and 100% loan to value. So, you know, less than a 20% down payment. Mm-hmm. So I think that may be a, a partial reason why we haven't seen it as much. But I think the other side of that is just the lack of uh, knowledge. Like, I think it's just not common Knowledge that that program exists. We obviously talk about it ad, ad, ad nauseum, but uh, at least we've talked about it multiple times in the past. But it's an it's an awesome program. I know I've said it before. I've taken advantage of it, and it certainly uh, certainly pays its dividends over over even a short time frame.
0: Yeah. So I who think- doesn't
2: like dividends?
0: <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? I. Uh, so we had a couple of questions from last episode. Um, I'll just touch. Yeah, on. I can. I can go through the first one. The first one's actually a friend of mine. Perfect. Um,
2: from DJ DJ Duckets What's up, Dan? Uh, <laughs> he's he's talking about. He's just about to uh, get his license, and he wants to recommend anything for beginners to keep in mind when they're just starting out. Now,
1: uh, mortgage or real estate license?
2: Real 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 estate license. Sorry, real estate. That's why that's why I took this because I, I know I know that he's getting this, and it's funny. You know what happened? Um, I actually wrote, I actually have an ebook that I did about starting out as an agent, what to do. Like, it's kind of like a f- field operation manual. Um, nice. I see you get your license and and I wrote it, it's been done for months and I just haven't, I haven't branded it and put it out yet, uh, but it's coming out. But uh, Dan, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send you the link to that so you can check it out. So uh, I will say, you know what, I'm, I'm only gonna do, I'll do this for a few people. If there's any new agents listening and they want the link, uh it, like I said it's not done but I'll send I'll send a free copy to like the first uh couple of agents that uh, chime in here if they want to just send me your email and I'll, and I'll send you over to link because I would like to get a, an opinion from some people that are just starting out that I might not know to see if they think it's helpful because that'll help me uh know if I should change anything before I actually launch the uh, project I wrote it um with um one of our, our managers in the office uh, Andrea Maydott it's, uh, it's pretty good. And she's, uh, she's on the works for the, well, sorry. She's, um, oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? She's, uh, works with the, uh, Ottawa real estate board as well. Uh, she's been, she's been in the business for a long time and she knows a lot, a lot of the
0: uh, behind the scenes stuff that are good to be aware of For at a high level though. Um, you know, obviously I definitely implore people to reach out to you for that ebook. Um, at a high level though, for any new agent, what would you, what would you recommend just at a, like kind of that couple high level points? What starting? would I recommend for a new agent?
2: Yeah. Uh, I would recommend for a new agent to, especially now, I would recommend that you align yourself with a very strong mentor or join a team. Like, to be honest, anyone coming into the business, there's, there's two things, you know, if, if you, if this is your full-time, if you're going in full-time, you should have at least six months of financing, finances in in the bank, because it will probably take you three to six months until you actually start seeing any money. Generally, it's not, it's not always the case. If you're working with a team that could come a lot quicker. Um, and Probably I also- six months probably six months and I would also if you're joining a team and if they present to you a two year contract to sign I would sign it because the amount of value and knowledge you're going to get working with a team over two years uh, is unparalleled except there should be a contingency that if you do not get the service that you're looking for from that team that you can be able to, uh, to leave and that's but that's that's a deep conversation, and there's a lot of things that you need to know. I'd be happy to to talk to people more in depth about that, because there are people who join teams and they don't feel like they're getting the attention they deserve, and that's just absolutely terrible. So that's why I say just you know take your time and really try to align yourself with the right people. But for example, like I'll tell you something at, at our brokerage right now, we're not taking on new the agents. agency. The agency we're not taking on new agents unless they're you know they're they they're going to be working with somebody in our office because we believe that um it's it's almost um a, like a disservice kind of at the same time like they need to be aligned with somebody else uh to help them along the way and although you know i shouldn't say that exactly like that but we're working with we're working with a lot of people and a lot, a lot of our agents together to make sure that we're at the level to give help to uh to the new agents that uh, that come in like uh we have we have one guy coming in joining our team soon um and there's a couple other people that just joined on other on other teams and partnered up in our office to make sure that everybody's doing the best work that they can uh and then the other thing um what did i say i said money in the bank and Mm -hmm. and join a team i think those are my two highest those are my highest points of uh of what you should be doing when you're starting in this business if you start if you start out alone it's a long it's a long road man and and to finance that machine you need a lot it's not an easy business i think
0: i think one one thing that people get hung up on as new agents is uh you know joining a team they think oh i'm going to be paying such a high split to you know that mentor you know it's so expensive all this yep A 100% of nothing is <laughs> yep. nothing um you're better off taking 50% of something and learning and you only learn by doing and doing as many deals is possible and you're not going to get that on your own. Um, and this is learn from yeah. somebody and just fat, consider it you're paying for a service, learn from them like, And this is and
2: this is what happens sometimes. You know, people get into it and let's say let's say you ha- you're into it for your first 2 months. And let's say you're one of those people, you're a new agent, you join a team and you get lucky. For whatever reason, you, and I will call it luck because there's no wh- rhyme or reason to stuff like this when it happens. You're in for a couple months. Let's say you do, let's say you did four deals and all the deals were your own deals, okay? And then you felt that you were paying too much in fees to the team for the service and and the mentorship that they provide. So you were like, this sucks. I don't wanna be on this team anymore. This contract is garbage. And then, you know, whatever, it ends badly. You feel like you weren't getting the attention you, you deserve because you didn't get the leads from the team and you did all your own business. Now what happens is you leave the team And then after that two business, you have no business of your own for six months. Yeah. And then you wish that you stayed on the team because you probably would have closed another four deals. And this happens all the time. So you really have to be aligned and be clear on what the goals are and the objective of your own business and the team's business before you kind of start making these rash decisions. Everybody has to communicate. Because that kind of shit that I was just- t- talking about happens all the time. it's like when you have when you have money you want to keep it all to yourself and then when you don't have money, you're happy to be on a team where you're just getting a little bit so I, you just ha- you have to it's the long game in real estate it's the long game it's not the it's not the tomorrow game it's not the casino yeah.
1: you uh you made a very good point uh but I, I when you said three to six months three months is extremely optimistic obviously for yeah. new agents like you would have to have like typical closings are 60 to 90 days right so I mean if you if you've got a deal your first day licensed and it closed as fast as possible then you might get paid in three months but like you said a six-month buffer is probably the minimum you're gonna want I remember when I was transitioning as a as a fat banker at uh, at, a, at a a bank here in Canada uh, I was transitioning into a, a mobile mortgage rep and I remember the gentleman at TD asked me, the first thing he asked me before in an interview, first thing he asked me is, how many people do you know? That's was, that was what he asked him, like, excuse me? I didn't really understand what he was asking. But he basically wanted to know how large my network was because he said that's that's basically where you're going to get your business in the, in the short term, which was absolutely false. Um, and obviously, I didn't stay at uh, in that role too long uh, because I saw the light of becoming a broker. However, it is very important to... Like you said, have that mentorship. Like I have I have agents, friends who are realtors um, that in their first year, some have done, you know, five to six ends, which is probably the standard. And then I have another friend who's only been in, in the business for a year and he did 27 ends last year because he has a mentor. He's working with yeah. someone, he's learning. And as you said, Dave, you kind of write off that additional 50% as mentorship. Like that's what you're paying for. Uh, and Greg, I can imagine that probably happens all the time where people, like you said, they have, you know, their aunt, their cousin and their brothers buying a home. And and all of a sudden they, you know, they feel like they don't need that support. Yeah. And then the river runs dry and, and they're, you know, they're scrambling. So it's uh, it's not, you know, a lot of people kind of glorify the real estate business. Like it is a lot of, like, there's a lot of hard work on the back end that goes into just having those conversations, like even just getting those leads we're we're all fortunate enough to be deep enough in our careers that we have, you know, referrals from existing clients, we have a database, we have repeat clients, you know, we're very fortunate in that sense. But I remember in our first couple of years, like, it's not easy to get clients, your friends and family are usually the last people that are going to work with you just because, you know, especially on the financial side, people are very hesitant to share their, their debts or their savings or what have you with you as someone who's close to them, because especially when you're new in the industry, like it's Mm -hmm. different when you're in for 10 years and they, they trust you and they know that you're good at what you do and so on. But when you're just starting out in the business and you know, you were maybe in a totally different industry prior and now you're talking about finances, you know, if you worked in, let's say the, the restaurant industry or you were in trades or, or working retail or wherever, and now you're talking about giving them financial advice it's a huge shift mentally for them as your friend or family member to be like okay Greg's now our financial guy okay <laughs> but you know it's a bit yeah. of a shift right so if you have that mentorship and you can learn and they know you're working with a good team on both sides it makes it that much easier for people to want to work with you
2: it took me it took me forever to kind of figure that out when I started cuz you know I the one advantage I had is that I worked with my mother as her admin for a year while I was getting right. my license, so I knew all the backend work, and I had been on presentations and I had done open houses uh, or you know, or you know sat in just you know because I was able to. And what's interesting about real estate for most people is that they're working their job and then they're, they're doing the courses, and then they get into it, but then they don't know anything of the back end. So, so this is kind of like a, an interesting I'm kind of backpedalling here a bit because when I say join a team," when you join a team you're gonna get the assistance of an admin. So there is a there are a lot of things that you may not know how to do right away. So that's another question to ask. I would suggest that you learn how to do some of that backend system, although you have assistance, because if you ever leave the team, you're gonna need that help. Maybe if you're fortunate enough to do well, when you leave, you can have an admin, but uh, but if you don't, like 100%, you need to know how to do it. Practice just you know 90% practice, 10% execution, right? But, uh, you know, it's just, um, I feel that if you're lucky enough to start young and you can work at least part-time as an admin for somebody, I think that that's hugely valuable. Or find yourself in a position where, uh, you know, someone can pay you a small salary to help them out a a few days a week while you're getting your license. Because when you get it, like, you know, Hey, I'm in real estate. I got my license. What's up? Let's get paid. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's not how it works. It's a grind. So
0: on a uh, completely shifting gears on uh, on shift questions. <laughs> it.
1: Great, great question, though. Great nope. question. Yeah, dude. great question
0: that we just that that we just ranted on for 10 minutes. Yeah. But uh so completely shift, another question from Bicharon. Uh, where are all the listings, guys? Because I thought this was the high season for new listings. Do you think there'll be more listings coming out soon or post summer for some reason? Where are the listings, Gregory?
2: It's it's we we're we're at the peak of it officially. Like it's it's going to be it's a seller's market officially, basically as of I would say now. Uh, so I think that the sellers are going to take advantage of that are I don't are you expecting I don't, I don't...
0: that listing ratio uh it was 1.9 last month in April are you expecting that to have come down uh when the May numbers come out Yes Yeah
1: I'm going to yeah. say what do we I'm gonna say I'm going to say 1.5 I'll be conservative I was going to say 1.3 I'm going to say
2: 1.5 and there's no it, I mean you can't really define it I mean it just it, some people just aren't selling some people don't want to sell Maybe the ones that do are kind of like slowly anticipating um, that it's going to go up even more. There's no, you can't really, you know, push the button of uh, <laughs> what's the term I'm looking for here. I can't get it.
0: <laughs> I push the I button. Think
2: what, you can't yeah, really put your finger on it. Be shadow. <laughs> you can't put your finger on on it. We we try to guess, but there's no, you know, with that. I mean. <laughs> people people not as many people do want to sell as there are the people want to buy there's a lot of well, buyers and also
1: there there's probably a lot of sellers that also are, are people considering selling that don't want to deal with the buying it's side the
2: of same it same thing <laughs> as last time yeah yeah uh,
1: well I'm i saying. could sell and make money but then i gotta also deal with multiple offers on the other side no conditions like there's risks on both sides so it's great to sell for you know, 100k over asking, but then unless you're downsizing or moving outside the city, you're going to be competing on the other side as well. So, how many people want to deal with the du- you know double the headache right now?
0: And 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 to that point, you know, it's it's exactly that people making a lateral move, um, you know, one house to another. Not invent, you know, it's not inventory being sold off. Um, and again, we've you know we've talked about it ad nauseum in past episodes. There's still a migration to Ottawa of people coming in um so you've got these people that are looking to buy first and then sell um which i find has been the case and not uh and not selling first and then buying because they don't want to get stuck in that uh that situation of you know nowhere for their family to go uh and then the increase demand from people moving into the city but um i I think it will be interesting in two weeks time or i guess a week wednesday of what the bank of canada does and you know on june 7th and how that will you know what Mm -hmm. our what what that'll look like in two weeks time of whether our conversations with clients and what we're seeing in the marketplace from just a sentiment uh because there's there's a possibility that they increase um a quarter point on the seventh um as the economic data continues to maintain and and be strong um but we'll see
2: yeah, there's no. I I can't. I don't know why. I don't think, and I don't think there's going to be more coming out at all. I think it's going to stay exactly the same as it is. There's going to be more buyers and less sellers.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. Another one from Bicheron. Sharon. Uh. So also, actually, yeah. Uh. So the four nine nine list price prices uh, have increased to what compared to a few months ago? As you guys kept saying, most listings that seller selling for five, ten, five to 10% over listing on average. What what are you seeing? So basically, you know, we were talking about, if, uh, I think a few weeks ago or a little while ago of seeing um, average list price uh, or a lot of list price of 499. Uh, is that kind of typical list price come up at all? Have you seen that, uh, Greg? 499 is, you know, there's other
2: properties that are going to become the 499 that might've been a 450 before. Uh, the 499 properties are going to be the 525s, 550, 399s are going to be the 425, 450. The 399s, you know, they're mostly the condos, condo towns, stack towns. The ones, any stack town right now that's coming out at 399 is is getting a lot of action. There's been a few in the four, like mid, like low to mid fours, uh, selling in multiples, because that's still the hottest market. Oh well, one of the hot, one of the hottest markets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's it's going up and it's going up quicker than before. And that's, I think, going back to where we were, you know, a few months ago, talking about you know the seven seven ten, and then predicting the seven twenty five by June. Like we're, you know, we're into the eight hundreds now. Mm-hmm. For average median's probably maybe a little bit less, but anyway. Yeah, I think we
1: I think we've completely lost. I think we've completely lost uh, sight of value in Ottawa. Like, I, I had a client last week. I pre-approved them up to 500000 on a freehold. And their exact response to me was, there's well, nothing. that's not going to get us anything. No. Yeah, which, which there's, they're there's right. nothing
2: available. But when you, nothing available.
1: But when you think of half a million dollars, even five, ten years ago, like, that was a beautiful single-family home. Like, I think we've just completely lost sight of value like the, well, of what things are actually valued at. I understand people are willing to pay it. This is, you know, it's a supply and demand. It's what it is. People are, people are paying the prices, but I'm just saying in Ottawa, we have this kind of like amnesia of what prices were, uh, you know, that when you're telling someone they have, they can buy up to a half million dollars and they literally can't find a single home. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a serious problem there, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about buying and selling. Uh, another question for Karim. I I think this is more geared towards Paul and I. Um, hey guys, could you please touch on the blended rates? Uh, next episode, pros and cons. So um, what he's what Karim's referring to is when selling your home, hoarding your mortgage, meaning moving it from one property to another. Um, you know, typically, let's say you buy a home. Uh, at six hundred thousand, your mortgage is, is four hundred thousand, and you need them. And you need, you, you need five hundred. You only have a hundred thousand available for equity for down payment. Um, getting that loan amount up, so your rate on the four hundred thousand is at you know let's call it three and a half percent, and you want to move that four hundred thousand over and then top it up to that five hundred, and that so you're blending your rate. So using a weighted average, uh, that hundred thousand would be at the new rate your old being at that existing rate and then blending it um to term. It's absolutely a it's something you should absolutely look into. <clears throat> there is, there's rarely a con with it unless your rate is unless your existing rate is higher than where they are now. But um, you know, you really need to factor in your penalties, uh, where rates are at, and just get quotes for both. Um, you know, what it what what it would look like hoarding and important increase um, your rate and blending uh, or breaking and getting a whole new rate and term. Um, Typically you're having to maintain your same amortization. So this is something to keep in mind. So your payments, you know, you could only have 20 years left. So your payments are gonna be uh, based on that 20 year. Whereas perhaps, paying the penalty or breaking, you can then get into a 30-year amortization if you're putting 20% down or more um, and getting a whole new mortgage where your payments might actually be less, even if the rate is slightly higher. So it just, it also comes down to what the numbers look like and what your uh, objectives are uh, and budget. But it's certainly something where I I always say to clients, absolutely, let's look at what that looks like, what the penalties associated, what the payments are, um, that that principal pay down and interest costs, and then compared to uh, breaking and getting a whole new mortgage.
1: Yeah, I just, uh, I actually, I just posted it in in our chat here, but I'll make sure it's in the uh, episode description as well. But last two articles ago that I wrote was actually specifically about hoarding versus breaking, because there are so many people that are kind of midterm uh, and they're, they are moving. So uh, it's a very important question, and and I kind of give a breakdown to the pros and cons in both. So if that is uh, Karim, you said it was, that asked? So maybe yeah. check out that article, mm-hmm. and it, it gives a really good breakdown of uh, the pros and cons to both porting and, and breaking.
2: Awesome. I got a quick uh, quick stat here. Um, I just find this very, very interesting, just based on what we're seeing in the numbers in Ottawa. The national... Average home price in Canada was 716000 in April. And that, that was down 3.9% from a year earlier. But it's up 103000 from January. That's from oh. CRA. So, <clears throat> wow. you know, so basically, we're where we were, you know, a year ago, the same time where we said we'd never be again. Like, we're right on the cusp of that. That's and
1: insane. rates are higher. Let's
2: not and, ra- and rates are higher. That's what I mean people are finding our people are finding money they're getting creative and finding money now is this good or bad you know a lot of people like you know they'll they'll sit here and hate on everything but it's just it's the way that it is I also think a lot of people are getting tired of commenting on how shitty they think things are run in this country it's like people are just starting to do or do not there's more buildings than ever before right now converting that were supposed to be for sale turning into rental buildings Mm. They're realizing that the market there is massive and that people do not want to spend on the price of building in uh, in condos. So they're turning them into rentals. Uh, I know we've talked about that a bit on the show, but uh, there's two buildings I just heard of in Ottawa that were uh, built purpose built for like. um, Oh, my goodness. High end. Excuse me. I'm like, I'm out of it today. I think I drank Mm. too much coffee this morning. That things are just misfiring. It's an life. early morning Over- record. It is an overdrive. Is an- There's too much happening in my head right now. I can't focus.
1: Greg's in overdrive.
2: Um, yeah. So, uh, anyways, they- they're converting them into rentals because they're not, uh, you know, they just can't get them sold. Um, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. But the the rental market is big. People are going into that. There's more builders that are going to be building multi units to to turn into rentals instead of selling. And, uh, that's that's the way that it is so I think uh because I'm not seeing in the news as many people commenting about how much they hate and how much they think uh realtors are greedy <laughs> that kind
0: of stopped didn't it the um on, on the on the rate thing of, of rates being higher than they were a year ago and, and to your point of being up a hundred thousand uh from that that low um, people be- also become uh, you know back to being accustomed to what the rates are you know at the beginning you know, six months ago, I guess more than that now, nine months ago when rates started coming up or even a year, I started coming up that people were, they'd become accustomed to the 2% and under rates uh, and 2% rates uh, from 2020 to 2022 Uh, as they crept up and the bond market came up and the Bank of Canada increased rates that obviously froze people just out of fear of what was going on and where things were headed and that unknown now that things have stabilized and, and rates have been in the fours mid and high fours on the mm-hmm. insured side and in the fives for conventional people bec- become accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're you know, it's one of those, it is what it is now. This is what our payments are. And I find there's less conversation around rate, if you will, uh, obviously yeah. what, you know, people want to get sure. less rate in terms and all that that's obviously important, but it's, I'm not having those conversations of, Oh frig, while it was 2% only, you know, only six months ago or only a year ago or a year and a half ago, like where the hell it was. That conversation is dead. Um, nice. There is, that is not there. Rates came up last week with the bond market jumping uh, because of the strong economic data. And they jumped across the board. We mentioned last episode that lot, in the last 10 lot. days, they jumped 40 basis points, but uh, so 0.4% uh, for most lenders. Again, this was, you know, last week quoting rates to to clients as we were getting pre-approved. It wasn't, it wasn't really a conversation of, well, they were a quarter point less in like earlier when I talked to you or anything like that. Um, it's just people, this is what they are. And so to that point, I think people are coming back to the market. I think that's why the 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 properties are moving, um, because people are just the payments are what they are. The rates are what they are. Mm-hmm. They're not expecting them to t- to drop significantly. They understand that properties are still moving, that the market is not collapsing. Um, and so they figured, well, I gotta, if I'm going to buy, then I I'm going to do 10, it and get in the market. Um, yeah. So I thought that's, that's an interesting, I found like an interesting switch over the last nine months. Cause certainly nine months ago, every conversation was around, well, ah, could have gotten 2%. You know, yeah, and six now months that ago or whatever. Right, you know, now that then. conversation isn't isn't there. Uh, so again, it's just confidence in the market, and that's where I think, depending on what happens on June seventh with the Bank of Canada, will uh, be interesting of whether it's a, a hold rates where they are for for bank prime, or whether there is a slight increase. Um, you know how that how that changes the marketplace. Whether if it's holding steady, how much more confidence people have. Uh, in the market, or if it does increase, whether that does put a halt to people or whether they care, um, whether it's a topic of conversation or not. I'm curious. Yeah, I think
1: my, my fear is that, and I think now just with the way everything's going, I think they will probably increase rates just to try to. I think it's For the sure. only, you know, if, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I think it's the only hammer they have is to raise those rates. Um, my fear is that I don't think it's going to. Change anything like the current landscape we're in, as we've said for the last two years, is a supply issue. And I think raising the rates is not like anyone who's out there buying or, or willing to pay that hundred k over asking, like it's not going to phase them. Like that quarter, that quarter or half point, or whatever it is, like is not going to change their their direction. No. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say to your point, Dave, with those increased rates, really important if you're a mortgage agent or if you're a client out pre-approved shopping. You need to get pre-approved again because your buying power just decreased again by probably you know thirty to fifty thousand. So it's really important to to know when you're getting pre-approved what rate is your broker or your or your bank using for that pre-approval. Is it a fixed rate? Is it a variable rate? Uh, and when the rates shift, like they did last week due to the bonds, you need to get pre-approved again if they're using the fix. So really important to to keep in communication with your uh, with your mortgage agent or bank representative to make sure that. You know, you're you're shopping accurately. The worst thing you can do, especially in a competitive situation like we have now on offers, is you know, be working with a number that's fifty thousand higher than what you're actually pre-approved for yep. now. So yeah.
2: expectations yeah. And, and that's and that's exactly right. Paul buyers are just they're they're shopping with <clears throat> what they could afford six months ago. Yeah. And that needs to change. Their perspective on everything needs to change.
0: For for everyone, whether it be real whether you're a realtor, whether you're a mortgage broker, or whether you're a client, a buyer, make sure that your clients, your clients or yourself are are getting pre-approved, but a, a rate lock pre-approval so that as rates, like we saw with the bond shift or with Bank of Canada, you know, any shift there from a variable perspective affects, you know, what you need to qualify on. If you are locked in on a rate and pre-approved, that rate lock is good for up to 120 days, so four months. So if you find a property and close within that 120 days, you're not going to be affected by any changes in those rates. So it's certainly important to verify, you know, with your clients, um, either if you're a realtor, make sure they're, you know, that finding out whether they've been, they have a rate lock and finding out when that expiry of that rate lock is, because if it had, if rates have come up since they got that, then, as Paul said, you're, they're going to have to get re-pre approved because if their closing date is not within that 120 days, then they're going to be subject to that new qualifying. If you're a buyer, just be cognizant of that. Even if you have, yeah. if you haven't found something within a, a you know a month or month and a half, and rates are still maybe where where you were uh, where you had that rate locked, get it redo it again and get it pushed out another 120 days. Um, mortgage brokers just be const- like cognizant of who's buying who's out shopping who you've who you've been helping pre-approve and and again get those back in uh, yeah i would, I would say if you're your shopping standard.
1: like you said if you're shopping every every two to four weeks you should be looping around again and just making sure nothing's changed because th- that's happened a few times where people just you know they they we've had the other side too where rates have actually gone down and they're they're buying but their buying power has gone up but it happens all the time. So it's just, you know, I'd say at minimum, if you're actively shopping, like every two to three weeks, I would probably just make sure, like, has has anything changed? If, if your agent isn't proactively doing that for you, just verify with them uh, just to make sure that, you know, you don't have any surprises. And again, I mean, obviously, it's a personal decision, but always very wise to include at least a single condition if you can uh just so that you know uh inspection financing if anything goes awry you have uh you have some some options some side doors to sneak out of
0: all on that uh on that note uh should we sneak into the uh to the mood boost here paul segways yeah i i,
1: I sent them in the chat earlier before i started driving so Uh, if one of you gentlemen wants to take the reins for
2: today. Oh, I'll I'll do them. Can I do them, Dave? Yeah, go for it,
1: go for it.
2: Okay. Let's see if I'm- let's see if I'm as good as Paul is, here. (laughs) What do you call an unpredictable camera? A loose cannon. A loose (laughs) cannon. What do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing. They fast.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. They fast.
2: They fast. Uh, The person who invented autocorrect should burn in hello. (laughs) Yes, Paul. Yes, (laughs) yes.
0: I I must say seeing them ahead of time is not as enjoyable of not knowing what's coming. That's true.
2: I enjoyed reading reading them though. That was yeah. fun. That was fun. Yeah. we'll be back. I'll
1: I'll be back next week at at the desk. Yeah. The uh, the early time there was some confusion. There was uh between the the race and the get together yesterday. My both my sons have PD days today, but my youngest actually has a retreat that he had to go to at nine that I completely forgot about in Smith Falls. Hmm. So it was an earlier morning than I was expecting. Um, but nonetheless, we're here. We made it. We got through another episode. Surprisingly, uh, and if you're listening, we we thank did it. We,
2: we keep we push on. We push on. Yeah, we continue. <laughs> we,
1: we pity all of you for listening, but uh, we'll be here again next week <laughs> to all punish right. your ears again. Uh, yeah. So episodes, new episodes are released every Tuesday at 10 a.m. And uh, you can check them out on YouTube. If you can subscribe, that's fantastic. Uh, And you can also subscribe on uh, iTunes and Spotify, and they'll notify you when a new episode comes out. And thank you, as always, for your listening. For your listening. listening. And uh, we'll see you next week.
2: (laughs) Three guys talk about things. Three (laughs) wild and crazy guys. wow. All
0: right. We'll be back. thanks for tuning in everyone we hope you enjoyed today's episode please remember to like share comment and subscribe because we'd really like that